Today we sit down with Tony Lee. He's a Huntington Beach local and I met him through Facebook. I've been wanting to highlight some of the people in my community that do really awesome things, have amazing stories to tell, and I'm really glad that you guys are going to get to meet Tony. He's only 27 years old and he's done so much. Um, not only does he have an after school program that he started, he's actually founded a high school, he went to UC Berkeley, but currently he's going to be talking today about college admissions, what they're looking for, what's important, and he's got some really cool stories to tell. This is the Little Bit Podcast. Hey, Tony, how are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> so I wanted to talk today about your job, which I think is really interesting. You do many things, um, and I think we can learn a lot from you. Uh, first and foremost, you work in the admissions um, department of a university? Yeah, so I'm I'm an exter- I was a former external reader okay. at UC Berkeley. So mm-hmm. when students submit their applications in the fall time, um, it goes to like all the apps get compiled, and we have a bunch of like two hundred plus readers. Mm-hmm. Um, we read and we score, or we recommend not score. We recommend a score, and then the admissions committee, based on the reader score, make the decision based off that. Oh wow! So it, I mean, you're a huge factor in how mm-hmm. people get accepted into school. Correct. Wow. Okay. So what I think is really interesting about this is. Tony can help you and your kids, or, or if, if, if you're a student yourself, um, kind of tweak your application to stand out. What can they do? Yeah, I think the first one is a mindset shift. I think a lot of students feel that students are rejecting a bunch of students. Mm. But the mentality of all schools is they want everyone. They mm. want to take everyone as much as possible. The issue is they try to justify all these, like, for example, if 100,000 people apply, they only have 20,000 spots. Ah. So they try, please stand out. We're, we're asking the students to stand out so they can justify picking you okay. over the other group of students. Mm. That's a that's a huge like first mindset shift a lot of students sure. need to make first. Like it's not like they're not not choosing you. You're just not standing out enough. Correct. So I think with oh. that mindset, a lot of students, <clears throat> the, the biggest thing, like point two, is that you have to tell the readers everything. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of the students think... It's, uh, I, I can't tell them certain things, but like, for example, your teachers know you, your counselors know you, your parents know you. So we know you're a great student. The admissions officer, we are reading exa- all about your life on a piece of paper in a sense. So mm. you have to tell us everything or else it's hard for us in a sense, justify taking you over another student. <clears throat> okay. What are some things that they can write about, about themselves? I know you say everything, but mm-hmm. do you have a, some examples of really great applications? Yeah, so the the biggest thing you there's no there's no magic formula. That's, that's the first thing a lot of parents tell me, like which prompts because I, I help students with the UC apps, the mm-hmm. UC applications. There's um, um, eight inside questions you can pick from. You can pick you pick four and you write off those. Hmm. So you have 350 words per prompt, hmm. and then you get to pick and choose. A lot of students um, like which ones do I pick? Which ones better than the other? And the, there's and the real answer is there's no question. That's like perfect. Like for example, right. people think like, oh, like the number eight is what makes you stand out. Mm. People think like, oh, I have to have the one because whatever, whatever yeah. reason. But it's for the, I tell parents, you want to create a complete picture of yourself. Mm. So for example, your grades tell a story. That's the first part we look at. Your test scores tell a story. Mm-hmm. The second part, your extracurriculars tell you, tell another story. Mm. And your essays are supposed to fill in all the holes. That's how I tell parents uh. that that's the big difference. Mm-hmm. 
Which, I mean, what plays the greater role, grades or the rest of it? I mean, like, mm -hmm. you have to have decent grades to get into certain schools, I'm sure. Yeah, so every school has a minimum, mm -hmm. has a minimum GPA for that. But with that also, especially because I help with the UC apps, mm -hmm. uh, we use comprehensive review. So we look at everything. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't meet the minimum, for example, we'll still read through the whole entire application because you never know. Oh. Like, for example, what if, you, let's say you have a, um, let's say a low GPA, like 2.9, which is like under the 3.0 limit. Sure. Right. However, it's because something happened in your family for a year. So mm. that year in your grade, it tanked. But test scores, you're strong, for example, extracurriculars mm. do everything. And then in your essays, you were able to explain this is why this happened. So given mm. your circumstances, you did phenomenal for what you're given. For us, is what for us, the other way to think about the UC apps is, or the apps in general is mm -hmm. there's 24 hours in a day. We want to know what you do with your entire day. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. huh. <laughs> so, so have you seen in essays? I wake up in the morning. I take my dog for a walk. <laughs> is it like that sort of a thing? It's, or yeah, it's with, with the with the UC prompts. I think the biggest issue students have because each prompt is different. I can't remember like all the prompts off my head, but I remember one of them is like. How have you overcome an academic obstacle? Mm. For example, the biggest issue students do, they don't answer the prompts. Um. So the first part is them are no given grades, given test scores, given extracurriculars. What areas are you missing? So if students have a bad grade, I tell them in one prompt, make sure you talk about your grade in, in some capacity. Yeah. If you're missing like extracurriculars, explain that in some capacity. Like, oh, I'm really not good at sports. I, I'm a terrible singer, so I'm not in choir. I'm not in ba baseball or whatever it is like. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> can they, when extracurriculars, I mean, they don't have to be school related, right? You of can be not. a part of something in your church or a part of something mm -hmm. in your, whatever, you do something with your family on the side, like garden or whatever, mm -hmm. anything, right? Correct. Yeah, so then there's a bunch of different areas, it's not just school. I think a lot of students like, like a pigeonhole the things only like clubs at school. Right. But one big thing I tell students also is like, for example, um, as a lot of students who apply their older siblings, right? Mm. And then you don't. Again, it, because you're like an older child, like for me, I was the oldest of, of three kids. Me too, right? yeah. So then you don't think of being a sibling as a job, but technically that's a never-ending job. Interesting. That never really ends. But but the thing is, you if you don't tell us that you do all these extra things, because you assume, mm. and students assume, oh, it's just, just because I have to because I'm the older sibling. But again, not a lot of other students are they have no siblings, so they don't have that that little extra burden they have to deal with. That's actually really mm -hmm. good. I didn't think I had no idea that being a sibling could be such a, a cool thing to write about and like an extracurricular because that it's true. I mean, you're so involved with your, your siblings. You help take care of them. That's a really great talking point. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. All right. So on that along those same lines, if someone were to write in, let's say <clears throat> they have a disability Okay. and they don't you know, they are in a wheelchair or whatever like mm -hmm. that. Does that help or hinder because, I mean, they have good grades, but they don't do anything else. They just write about their life. Like, is that, do you guys kind of give those people an extra shot or how does that work? Yeah. So, so everything you write in your app is called added value. Mm. So nothing you can write can hurt you. In okay. a sense, right? Everything just helps you over someone else. Like I know a lot of students who take the AP test or the SAT subject test. These are their optional tests, mm -hmm. right? And they, they get like a three mm. on the AP, which is like barely passing. Oh, wow. Right? Mm -hmm. But however, you think it's barely passing, so it's not good. But a lot of other students I've read 
don't even do it in the first place. Mm. So you doing a, a, an extra test that's optional is added value to you, right? Okay. And going on the disability thing, um, if you mark it or if you mention it, uh, on the reader side, we have something where we mark like your disabled students. Cause a lot of students now, a lot of colleges now offer like disabled students uh, services. And oh, that, nice. they're, they're really useful for students uh, with needs that too. Oh. So that helps you in that capacity once you're in. Mm -hmm. uh, it does play a factor in like, given their circumstances, what can they do? Like for example, if you're in a wheelchair, you can't do a lot of like, the traditional sports. Right. So that right. makes sense why okay, you're not you're not gonna have a lot of sports in your mm -hmm. record. So that okay, it, it, we're just justifying everything. Yeah. And you're making the best of your situation. Got it. So that's so my husband went to school, he got a a, a scholarship for football. Okay. And it was a free ride and it was awesome for him. Mm -hmm. Me, on the other hand, I didn't have anything. I, I went to a state school. Mm -hmm. So I got like an in-state local discount, gotcha. which was like the main reason why I applied to that school. Uh -huh. I actually did my application on, I, I typed it out and printed it out. That's mm -hmm. how old I am. <laughs> we, <laughs> we didn't have a, this online awesome feature. Do you get paper applications? Do people actually try to write you things and present this beautiful thing to try to impress? Not anymore. No. I think uh, uh, with, with the UC apps, it's all online. Wow. Uh, but now what students have tried to do to step ahead now, because you submit it in like text boxes now, right? Mm. Your app is on text boxes. So you, your essays, you copy and paste it into the text box. A lot of the creative students who have like YouTube channels now, because that's a big thing. Oh my gosh, They have yeah. like Twitch channels and that. They're, <gasps> they're copying their, 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 their URLs, links yeah. into there because... That's how they're, that's, that's something modern that, that they're doing now because Twitch is getting really big now. Twitch? Um, okay, what's Twitch? I'm, I'm like I said, I'm Sure. Out of, I'm so so eSports is getting really big now. Uh, a lot of the universities are adding like eSports. They're like video games. No way. Competitive video gaming. No. -uh. And that, that's all, that's becoming a huge sport. <laughs> it's getting controversial. Like, oh is that is video games really a sport? <gasps> but then they compare like, like I know, like League of Legends is a, like a big one, and Fortnite's not the, the, the big one too. Uh -huh. Where a kid, like a kid, won three million dollars of playing Fortnite. Stop as it! As a sixteen-year-old kind of what? thing. Also, and schools now are starting to give scholarships to students with with like esports as well too. <laughs> so it's, it's a new field insane. that's coming out. Um, what? That's amazing. So if you okay, I don't know what schools offer offer this, but uh -huh. if it. Okay, so you put on your application, like, I'm interested, I remember this for me, mm -hmm. I'm interested in, I want to come join your choir. I want to come join your Spanish club. I want to come join your basketball team. Like, when I come to your school, mm -hmm. I'm interested in doing these things. You know, I did this in my school, in my high school, I'm going to come do it in college. So there's so there's a box that says, did you play Fortnite? Or, or not exactly that, but <laughs> uh -huh. there's a box that says, it potentially, like, you know, are you good at this sort of computer Right, so again, these it's not yes or no. Remember, like I said the app says question. There's eight questions. You pick four that from those eight, uh -huh. and you answer what Got it is, it. and you have to tell us. Because a lot of students, they they don't they, they don't they they think that it's not useful, it's not whatever. But I want to know you. That's a lot of students so cool. don't include things because they think it's like it's whatever. But and now oh. we want to see the whole package. What do you? What makes you you? Yeah, and I have to figure out who you are based off reading an app. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So if someone like me, mm -hmm. like if I wanted to go back to school, sure. Um, how, I don't even know if you know this exactly, but I've been out of school for a long time. Sure. Are my credentials any good? Like how do they expire my, my credits? Like, uh, and do I have to start all over again when I come to a, a UC school? Like if I went to UC Irvine or I went to, you know, I don't know, would I have to start all over again? To my knowledge, um, if, 
Did you you go to a community college school before or? No, I went to a a university. It it varies. Uh, it varies. If, I know, for example, a lot of uh, when you want to go to a, like, for example, I tell well, the students who like uh, in the twenties, thirties, they told they asked me, I want to go back to school, so I tell them the most probable path for you is going to back to community college first. Uh-huh. Right, going back to community college and then uh, finishing your depending what type of school you want to go to. So there's three plans. Um, okay. Plan A, yeah. Plan A is to get your associate's degree. That's a two-year degree from the community college. Plan B is to transfer to a Cal State, and Plan C is called IGETSI, and that's to transfer to a UC. Okay. So those are like the three plans. If you do Plan C, you also retro like also get Plan A and Plan B like added on. So Interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll take you two three years. Well, realistically, probably three four years now because of the impacted classes and. Yeah, like the size of students the size now. Size of students now, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more online classes, which I think is really nice Correct. too. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? I tried. I did want to take just to take some classes. Sure. I didn't want to be a full time student, but I did want to take some classes. And I was looking around OCC, mm-hmm. different things like that. And they have this book of classes that's fabulous. You look like, oh wow, I could take Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. I could take Arabic. I'm really big into languages, so sure. I, I would love to come just take a couple classes. And they don't offer it. It's on their paper. It's in their book, but it's like they don't offer it. Like there's no teacher available that semester or whatever. So do you see that a lot? Like I, I think you look at the is it the the, catalog, the the fat book right? The fat book of catalog. Yeah, it's online, but yeah. Yeah. So the catalog lists every single class that the school could offer, like could. That's, that's been approved. Got so it. to look at the most recent one, you look at this class schedule. Like right now, um. I have a few friends going back to school at Golden West right now. Um, so I'm helping them plan their schedules for for, for their, their transfer too. So then. Um, we look at the like the spring uh, schedule, and those are the classes that will be offered this spring. Because not every class is offered every term. Every term, mm-hmm. got it. Uh, how big is coding right now? Are you seeing a lot of kids say on their applications, "I can code. I came out of high school coding. I know these these many languages." Like, is that is that a big thing right now? It's huge, and then it's it. Again, you try make your your application the best it could be. Mm-hmm. And for me, so for me, I don't read for the OC region because that's biased because if I ah, went to a student. Sure. So I usually read for other regions. And one of the regions I used to read for is San Francisco. Ah. And then San Francisco, I read, is one of the most competitive regions in all the United States. Wow. Because they are basically, in a sense, one of the smarter groups kind of thing. And then uh, the thing about UC, uh, the apps that a lot of students know, well, you're compared against your region, not against mm. everyone. Only regionally. Regionally, so, yeah. So all the SF students will be competing in a sense against SF students. OC students will be competing against OC students. When it comes to like, it's hard to tell, then we compare you to the bigger group. But oh. immediately you're compared to your region first. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then the, a lot of the SF kids, they have insane backgrounds, insane applications oh. that like. Give me some examples. I'm curious. What, what's, um, what's some crazy? I have a few students I read who wrote books already, published Stop. books already. They did research, like which is like graduate level stuff. Um, oh they founded patents under their own name. Oh so it's like my word. I, even uh, people my age right now don't even have this accomplishment no. done. Oh and my they're gosh. in high school and they still have it all done. So <gasps> the region I read is very competitive. Wow. I can't even mm-hmm. believe They've published books mm-hmm. and they're in high school. Now, is this a lot of like the parents are helping them out? Is there a lot more wealth up there? Like It is. I was going to say, because I don't know about yeah. that. I mean, it's, it takes a lot to get a book published. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you're not paying for it yourself, you got to be lucky to have some, you know, publishers say, we'll do it for you. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think the region has a very robust income mm. comparative to a lot of other regions. Like yeah. I think like a lot of the schools, like the average family income is like 150 or above. Okay. I think also, so the, like, compared to other regions that like, 
under six figures. Right. So income does play a huge factor up there as well, too. Jeez. I'm just blown away. I really had no idea. I mean, it's been 15 years since I've been in college, obviously. So I'm just like... I just blow it away. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I wouldn't get into school because I don't. <laughs> I can't compete against these kids. No, I. I mean, I host a podcast. That's something, right? Of course, of course. <laughs> okay, so you also. I think it's really cool. Tony has lots of things that he does. So mm-hmm. he also teaches an after-school program, um, and I think we were doing a little bit of chatting before this. You were saying that it's important to get the children into. Um, you have to be, help me out with this, but because sure. we didn't get into it. But starting young, as far as like sports and um, certain things you want to study, because then you have the, all that experience by the time you get to twelfth grade. Correct. Can you explain a little bit about more about? Yeah, that? Yeah, of course. So when I started reading for Berkeley, I started like kind of helping. Uh, busy. I, I've learned the trends, right? What are the mm. trends? A lot of people th- uh, used to think me coming from an Asian family. And everyone's like, study, study, study all the time. Right. Kind of thing. Like, every summer we go to tutoring school and just do school nonstop. But then for me, like, seeing the apps, like, I've seen students with, like, 4.7 GPAs. <gasps> but I've rejected them. How because, is that even possible? Because that's all they have. Right? Because uh, I'm going to think of 24 hours a day, if you have a 4.7 mm, GPA, you did really good in school, you studied really hard at home. Mm-mm. What else do you do? What like, what else, else can do? I say? Because every school wants to brag about you. That that's another mentality. Also, when they accept you and you graduate from their school and you go out, they'll be like, "She's an alumni. I'm not from this school." So they mm-hmm. want to brag about you. So, but if all you do is study, everyone studies. Everyone is smart. What else makes you stand out? Uh-huh. So, from from a reader's point of view, read rather take someone who's more well rounded, sure, than someone who's just pure smarts. Mm, okay. I think also. So for me, I reverse engineered that whole process of like, okay, maybe, of course you want smart students, but what else do they want? Right? And you want real rounded students. And one of the big areas that for me, like, I, I was put into martial arts when I was two. My cool. parents put me in martial arts when I was two, and that helped change who I am also. Wow. So then I kind of reverse engineered back. So I, I started a company in Huntington Beach, OC Premier Youth Sports. Mm-hmm. We are a summer camp and after school program, we are a sports based program. So for Ooh. me is I want to introduce all our students to like a bunch of sports, right? In a structured environment that's very different from like the YMCA's, the Boys and Girls Club. They're more like free free flowed over there. Mm-hmm. For me, it's very structured, mm. just like how life is, right? Mm-hmm. Very structured that way. But we expose them to every sport. So by the end of like the first, second year, they're like, mom, I, I really like soccer. I, yes. I, I really like martial arts, for example. Ah. We teach all the sports. Wow. We have coaches come in for every sport to teach them the, the basics of everything. Wow, and what age are they starting at this? Yeah, my uh, we serve children's five to twelve. Oh, okay. And then a lot of my students, once they come at five, they kind of stay throughout the entire program. Also, oh my so goodness, my oldest is one awesome. is he's eleven, twelve right now, and he's been with me since he was six. Wow. So, what sorts of um, martial arts do you guys um, do? You do like everything, like jujitsu, mm-hmm. karate. You do Krav Maga. Do you do or just like a couple? Sure. So our, our the main focus is Taekwondo. We we share oh. that we share a facility with the martial arts school. That's where I teach also during the evening times. So we uh, the main focus Taekwondo. But Sweet. at a uh, when the students get more um, when they move up to like the higher ranks, we do introduce other areas because we know like for example, um, let we don't don't want it to happen. Big, but our goal is to make sure every kid get comes home safe. So right. what what happens if like the fight goes on the ground? Taekwondo is the worst sport for that because uh. we all we do is kick. Oh, so if you're on the ground, you can't kick from the ground in a sense, uh. right? So, so we teach the students to go ground defense stuff there. 
Or and we teach the students uh, hapkido how to get out. Like for example, like grappling, that kind of like you wrestling like kind of. Yeah, oh. but basically more of like practical mm-hmm. skills. So mm-hmm. make sure they get home safe. That that's that's the big thing for us. Wow, mm-hmm. that's so cool. And then of course soccer. Do you do football or baseball? Mm-hmm. So or our sports is basketball, soccer, baseball, football, golf, tennis, badminton, volleyball. Um, hip-hop, dance, gymnastics, tumbling, parkour, and martial arts. Those are the 13 what? different sports that we offer in our after-school and summer camp programs. Oh, my gosh. I would love to see a bunch of five-year-olds doing parkour. It's great. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> this is so amazing. Okay, so we're going to definitely put on the website, we're going to put all the links to mm-hmm. Tony's information for his after-school program because I think this is really, really cool. Um, how many... Are you limited to how many students you can take? Or how many kids can you take a, a, a year or a season? How does that work? Yeah, so with our after-school program, we do uh, f- we partner up with a few elementary schools in our area, and we provide free free transportation pickup mm. from them also. So currently right now, we're at Eastwood Elementary, Clegg Elementary, Circle View, Golden View, and we're starting College View in, ja- in January wow. uh, in St. Bonaventure right now. So and then so as the needs kind of grow, we expand with that. Wow. Um, so and we, but for us, is we want to make sure it's structured and we want to keep a small staff to student ratio. So if we, we're, we're always growing every year. I think we're, we're hiring two new coaches this year because we, we, we another school asked us to kind of start there also next year. I love so it. So we're just we're slowly growing to help help the community out. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I, I had no idea this was even out there. And I think this is wonderful because that was the one that was the one bugaboo for me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. We did not have the means and we did not have the transportation to do anything after school. Right. I mean, when I got into high school and I started to drive myself, my dad let me take the car, then I could stay behind. And I just did, I tried, I did track, I think. And uh-huh. I did cheerleading or whatever. So right. like I couldn't, but when I was a younger kid, there was no way I could do any other sports because the, they couldn't take me to the games. They were busy working and, or I couldn't stay after school just to do anything, you know, mm-hmm. this is so wonderful. And and when you say transportation, is it like a little a little bus or a little van? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so we, we have a fleet of our own vehicles. We have vans and buses wow. that, that picks up from the schools. And all the schools we're at, like, they're, we have a really close connection with the schools. We also give back to the schools also. Like, we uh, every month we throw a Parents' Night Out event where we, <gasps> we'll, we'll take care of the kids for an evening. What? Um, so our next one's actually November 23rd. <gasps> it's a Thanksgiving-themed one. Last month we had a, 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 a Halloween-themed one. 6.30, 10 o'clock. Um, we dinners provided for all students. It's usually fifteen twenty dollars per event. That's great. And then all the proceeds we donate back to the school. Like this, I think oh. this past month we donated over seven hundred dollars to oh. two different elementary schools that we partnered up with. That is so mm-hmm. amazing! I cannot even believe this. I am so glad. I am gonna like promote the heck out of this. This <laughs> is like so cool. And I have to tell my husband about this too because he trains kids. He's a personal trainer. Awesome. He trains kids. He d- Teaches them sports and stuff. He's going to love this, too. He's going to mm-hmm. have to spread the word to his kids, too. Okay, so what are the schools again? Uh, Eastwood Elementary, Clegg Elementary, Circle View Elementary, uh, Golden View Elementary, St. Bonaventure School, and we're adding College View in January. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I mean, gosh. <laughs> I'm just, like, blown away by you. I think this is so cool. And... If you have any questions for Tony, please go to the website. This is really cool, and I'm going to put all the links in there. It's www.thelittlebitpodcast.com, and just go to the blog section, click on this podcast, and leave your questions. 
Um, Tony, thank you so much for coming in. This is really awesome. And I think you are just so cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks. If you have an amazing story to tell, or you'd like to be on the podcast, just send me an email, go to the website, click send message. I'd love to hear from you. The Little Bit Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Joni Sprague in Orange County, California. We'll be back next week with a new episode. 